Hello fam, welcome back, welcome back. This is our next episode, officially episode two, uh, because we did a bonus Mother's Day episode. So we dropped that on Mother's Day. If you didn't get to listen to that, check it out. Uh, it's some real gems in there, some advice sharing. You don't want to miss it. Um, but this episode is officially episode two, although there will be three in the YouTube channel and in the podcast. I just want to let you all know right off the bat, I am so grateful for you. I am thankful for you subscribing, for following your comments, your kind words. I appreciate it very, very much. I am still, still not feeling real here, but uh, it's happening. This is happening. You are doing life with me and I am so glad that you are and I appreciate you. If this is your first time joining the podcast, welcome. We uh, Let me give you a little summary of what we do on this thing we call life. What we do on this podcast, we talk, we pour and we sip tea. We uh, talk about life. I am one mom, one marriage, one divorce, two handsome young men, my mama, and a how did I get here later. Uh, And I make no qualms about it. There have been challenges through life. We talk about everything that happened in getting through this journey into where I am today. I am who I am because of it. I wouldn't change anything about it because this is life. Life throws curves at you that you didn't even expect, but you make it and you come out on the other side. And so that's what this podcast is about. There's no one niche. Life is my niche. And I welcome you here. I want you to follow me on social media, Instagram. Twitter, Facebook at KD Bryant Writes. That's it. KD Bryant Writes. Follow my webpage. Check out my blog, Life Unfolding. It is kdbryantwrites.com. Subscribe to that. Follow along. I love to cook. You will always see me posting about cooking something or making, baking, whatever. I am a cooker and I love it, love it, love it, love it. Um, But that is just a little bit of, of me on the side. I usually cook when I'm procrastinating too, but I also cook when I'm loving on people. So you will see all of the ins and outs of that. Uh, and I enjoy laughter. So even when we talk about heavy things, we'll still find a way to smile and we'll find a way to laugh. I hope you get some inspiration here. It's not about me being an expert on life. Definitely not that. Um, I am sharing and I am giving you a little bit of what I have learned through some things, but opening up and being transparent about who I am. And and hopefully you learn something and I hope to learn something from you. That's pretty much what I've done is I have soaked up all the knowledge and the wisdom from the people in my inner circle and surrounding. And it has been a wonderful, wonderful thing. So welcome to this episode where we are going to be talking about grief for all of you return visitors. Thank you for coming back and giving me another chance uh, to just shine and, and just talk and share and chat and grow. Our tea of the episode is, and you guys, I've got a, I've got a different little tea teacup here. You may see this. Ignore the nails. It's coronavirus time. I have not gotten my nails done. I know they look a mess, but ignore my nails. But check out this cool teacup. I have had this for years. Someone gave this to me as a gift. I believe it was my coworker, Suzanne, from way back in the day. Suzanne, I, I still have it. I love it. My children have not broken it yet. That's a good thing. 
Um, and what I love about this teacup is that it actually brews the tea in the cup and you can probably see here, um, this is orange blossom. And uh, this tea was given to me by another friend, uh, Terry. Terry, thank you so much. I still have some orange blossom because I know how to keep tea. Uh, this is a, another loose leaf tea, but you can see that this one actually has the bits and pieces of dried fruit and it just brews up nicely. And then there's my tea right there. You see the holes and you just drop it on in and you let it sit to your liking. One of my favorite teacups. I keep it uh, out all the time because I love loose leaf teas. I've shared that with you before. Um, and I sweeten my tea with German rock sugar and um, or the amber rock sugar it's, that you can find. I think that's the only way to sweeten tea. Uh, I, I don't drink it without sweetener. I, I can't. Um, so that is my little tea deal here. I just wanted to share that and and um, show it. And usually I have my tea in my cup. I know this is not a teacup. I say that all the time. This is my cup, though it has because life can be a niche on it. And I, I like it, but I don't have tea in it today. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, today is our episode on grief. And I shared with you in the very first episode that I am still walking through grief. I lost my father on um, October 27th of 2018. Uh, and he lost his battle on earth to cancer uh, and uh, left us. And I am still in a place where, you know, I'm still grieving that loss. And I shared that we would talk about that. But it's so much to talk about when you discuss grief and you really walk through it and, and you're growing from it that you you just don't, you can't put it all in one episode. So this is going to be a three-part series where we talk about grief in parts. It might be four because I don't want, I don't want it to be too long. It's a heavy subject, but it's also one where I can share some, some funny things and some laughter that I had uh, along the way uh, too. So I'm not going to have tea time until later in the episodes because we're going to just break this on up. So my tea time, which is where I normally do a confession or give a, confess a confession about something. So tea time will probably be around episode two, maybe even episode uh, three of this series. So um, we'll hold on to that. And that's when I'll bring out the full tea set with the sweets and the savories because I do the whole tea thing. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. So that is where we are on today's episode of Because Life Can Be a Niche. Grief, uh, walking through grief, living with grief. Um, it is, it has been a journey for me. And I'm going to talk and share with you about where I am in the grief process because I am at a place where I have learned I've grown. I discovered things about myself that I had no idea um, that I was capable of. I didn't know the amount of strength that I would have uh, in my time of grief and, and even beyond. And it has 
really been one where I can say that to talk about this from my experience, I really have to talk about other people because people have walked me through uh, grief. They have shared with me, uh, they've supported, they've surrounded me in a place where I couldn't help but I couldn't help but float off of their their presence, their comfort, their words, their wisdom. And and it's something that I'm thankful that I did not have to go through alone. And some people do, and some people can. I don't think I would have been able to walk through any of that had it not been for my circle. And 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 just even to tell you guys, so my dad um, lost his battle to cancer. I'm, I'm not going to say he lost. He actually won his battle because he is uh, in a much better place than we could ever imagine. So I'm not going to say he lost his battle. He conquered cancer. He just happened to conquer it on the other side in heaven. And I miss him every day. But I want to start off with the notion that I learned in, I guess, preparing for this because nobody wants to think about the death, the death of their parents, the death of their children, but understanding grief from a broader perspective that it's not even necessarily about death. Grief is about loss. And we are all right now, I'm sure, experiencing some type of grief because we are all dealing with losses that have impacted us or affected us in ways that you probably didn't even see coming or you feel this twinge and you're not really sure why you're feeling that way. One is the coronavirus. Uh, not only are we uh, losing loved ones and, and people who are close to us and, and seeing the numbers and, and all of that, not, let's, let's just stop saying numbers uh, like we do uh, and how we treat that too, because that's a whole nother discussion for another day. But you know, you know, people saying, oh, it's only 64,000 or it's only 84,000. It's only, it's not only anything. Those are, those are souls. So there's, I just don't want to hear the word only in front of the coronavirus death toll anymore. I just, y'all join me in that. Just, it's only, no, 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 no. It's souls. These are people. There's no only. One is too many. One is too many to lose. And, and it's something that we become, we, we kind of get desensitized to that. And we just start saying, oh, it's only something. This is a really serious, serious situation. So that, that is, you know, where I, I stand on that. But it's not just the loss of life. It's the loss of a way of life. And for many, perhaps a loss of an income or loss of normalcy. And, you know, you think about the number of people who have lost jobs or who may be furloughed. But then I also think about children and who may be going through grief and we not even recognize that. But I look at my kids who are home and, and no longer have their friends to socialize with. And they are all, you know, everyone's sheltering in place. School stopped as they know it. And while it may have been a little bit moment of giddiness or happiness, like, we don't have to get up early. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do that. We don't have to run here, here, here. There was a loss of a way of doing things. And I saw it. I saw the effects of it 
you know, when my kids were saying, you know, I, I miss my friends. I, I miss um, lunch. I miss recess. My, my younger one still had recess. So he's like, I miss recess and talking to my friends. And, and that's a loss. That is, that is something that has changed. So even when you're riding down the street or, and you don't see as many cars out or the parking lot is empty and you feel some type of way, but you don't even know what way that is, you know, it's just like something is bothering you. It's probably a little bit of grief because there is a change in the way that we are used to doing things. And I think that's probably what happened for me with my father. Um, my father was diagnosed with cancer in 2014. And I remember just all of these things were happening at, and I, I drove from, from home, I drove from my home down to my parents' hometown and I, I went to the hospital and they, this is before they told us it was actually cancer, but we, we knew something was wrong because they hospitalized my dad, hospitalized my dad after a doctor's appointment and because they, he was having symptoms of some things that couldn't be explained and they wanted to do a colonoscopy and do tests and all these x-rays. So we knew something serious was happening. This was not go home and we'll call you. It was go in the hospital. And I got there and maybe by that second or third day that he was in there and after all these tests, they finally had a conclusion that it was colon cancer. And immediately, you know, because my dad, you know, was approaching 70 and immediately this heaviness just like a rock like a stone on my chest and my mom was in there my my mom's sister and her husband and my uncle and we were standing around and everybody was just nobody was saying anything we were just standing there you know supporting each other and I, I could see it in my dad's face just life is about to change and a change it was and I will I've never said this out loud to anyone um, so maybe we are having tea time because I'm confessing something that I have never shared um, in that moment I was afraid and hurt and unsure of what was going to happen to my dad and at the same time, my mind was spinning because I was thinking, I've got to find the best doctors. I've got to find this. I've got to do this. I've got to research. I've got to... So everything starts happening and you just start spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. And, but I needed to cry. I needed to cry because I realized looking back now, I realized I was beginning to grieve right then. And I wasn't grieving my dad's life being lost. I was grieving the loss of who, who he was at that time and the loss of a change of lifestyle because I knew things were about to change drastically and quickly. And I remember, I hit the microphone, sorry about that, folks. I remember being in that room and 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 trying to get away and nobody would let me be alone 
because I just wanted to get in my car and scream. I just wanted to get in the car and just ride down the street and scream. So I started making excuses as to why I need to leave. And I was like, oh, I, I, need, I haven't eaten anything. I need to get lunch. I'm going to go down the street to get um, some sandwiches. I'll ride with you. I don't know if it was my mom, my uncle, somebody hopped in the car with me. I was like, okay, come back later. Oh, I need to drop something off at the post office. I'm, I'm still working because I work from home. So I was working while down there in the hospital with my dad. And I was like, I need to, I need to drop this off. I need to, I need to go do something. She said, I really just need to get out of the presence of everyone and scream to the top of my voice and just yell and just let that heaviness get that stone off my chest. And it y'all three days went by. Nobody would leave me alone. I couldn't go to it's a local place. Carter Burgers is a local place uh, near my hometown. Best chicken breast sandwiches with the bone in. Another conversation for another day. But I was just like anything. Can I? I just want to go to Carter Burgers. Everywhere I I couldn't get away from anyone, and I held that in. And that became a part of my journey in dealing with grief that it, it really became an albatross around my neck because I never stole away and, and got away to actually let that part out so that I could move forward. And I remember being on the phone with my best friend and and I was talking to her and I was saying, well, you know, everybody's trying to be strong. We're trying to be strong for my dad. We're trying to be strong for mom. I'm just trying to hold it together. I'm dealing with red tape. I'm dealing with all of the paperwork that they're asking us to fill out and all the tests that we need to run. And I'm trying to arrange for dad to get to a hospital in Atlanta. And all of these things were happening. And, and she said, you gotta, you gotta get some time to feel what's happening. You, you gotta you got to steal away. You cannot function and just not. You need to go ahead and stop all this busyness. Stop handling business and just, just, you know, cry if you need to cry. And I, and I laughed about it. And I told her, I said, I can't get away from anybody. <laughs> I said, this is the, this is the only time I've been able to get away and I'm in the car. And because I've been holding this in for days, now it won't come. The tears won't come. And But she was absolutely right that I needed to steal away and cry. And I couldn't because no one would let me get away from them. They were everywhere I went. I don't care where I went. In the hospital is Tree. That's my nickname. That's my, that's my, the people who really know me know me. They call me Tree. Tree, hey, where you going? I'll ride with you. Lord, let me ride by myself so I can holler. Let me holler. Whew. And I knew I needed it. I knew I needed it, but I didn't get it. I held it in. And the only thing that happened to me was that I walked out of that hospital, paperwork in hand, got daddy set up, got everybody in Atlanta. We're getting ready to see a doctor. We're getting ready to see a specialist. We're getting second opinions. We're preparing for surgery. And I still didn't cry. I started handling business and you know what happened? That grief, it just sat there and then more things piled on top of it, just continued to pile. And I found myself where I couldn't cry. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, where you know you need to cry. You know you need a moment. You know you need to have a, a Florida Evans, damn, 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 
You need it. And you cannot get it. And you're walking through it. And I walked through it for almost a year and a half, maybe two years, before I found that place where another blow hit us with daddy's diagnosis. And then it started to finally come out. But I was begging God. I just need to cry. I cannot cry. I can't feel. I felt like I could not feel. Um, it was a very, a very weird place and a weird space to be in, in a moment of grief. And I'll, all I can say is that was part one of when I started the process of digging my way out of the stones of grief that I allowed to pile up on my chest, to pile up on my back, I it just weighed me down. And I knew I had to come up for air. And we'll talk about how I did that at at another point in this series because I want to walk through several pieces of it but I wanted to share just how I got there so that I can so it makes more sense as to how I came out and how I was able to walk through and get to the other side of grief to a point of joy joy before my father passed and and maintaining that joy and experiencing joy after um after he passed and and it is a time where you just have to get real and raw with things and situations and the loss because it was never about my father's death grief and the grieving that I went through had so many other pieces, relationships going on with other people, situations happening outside of my father's diagnosis, dealing with situations in the family, dealing with family issues, dealing with work issues and all of the things that happened and took place that were just happening around and they all somehow presented loss in some way. And that became my grief journey. I discovered how to walk through grief, not through death. It was actually absolutely not death alone. By the time death came along, I had gotten on the right track. I knew how to walk through it. I was grieving so many other things on the way to my father's death. Years, months of dealing with those things. And we'll talk about that uh, when we get to that part of the series. But I want to do this because I, I know I'm not doing our tea time, but a men's time is when we actually, I actually share and give a men's. And I usually apologize to uh, people or groups or just a general admission of I, I messed up. This and amends is this part of the show. And it is one that's very therapeutic for me, but it's also a, a chance for me to be as transparent as I possibly can. And uh, my amends for this particular 
part one, because I have one for every time, is I want to apologize for and to all of the people who reached out and tried to offer help and assistance and say, what can I do? What can I do? And I, I, I didn't take them up on it. And because that's sometimes when you're going through things, you don't know what you need. And I didn't know. I knew I needed help, but I didn't know what kind of help I needed. And I, if I stopped long enough to think about it, I probably would have just, everything would have just come flowing out. And I would have been crying in a hot mess and in just a mess. And, and I want to apologize to, to those folks because I do not take it lightly that people genuinely were offering help and meant what they said when they said, Tree, what can I do? How can I help you? And I didn't, and I was not honest with myself enough to say, I do need help. I'm a field mouse, y'all. I just scurry around doing stuff. I'm always busy working on something, doing something. And this was an opportunity for me to actually breathe and accept the help. And I did eventually. Don't I'm reformed. I'm reformed. I've gotten better. I promise. Uh, but at the time, I apologize because I was too proud to ask for your assistance. And for those who wouldn't allow me to ask, and you just came, just did something anyway, thank you. Thank you for seeing that I needed you, even if I didn't see that I needed you. And I make amends for that. People, if it's people in your life trying to help you and love on you, if they say, can I help, take them up on it. They mean it. They're not coming to you asking to help and just to be polite. Some might, but you know who those folks are. I knew these folks were not just coming to me asking to help. They were coming to me to love on me that way and to see me through, to help me walk through the journey that I was on at the time. And I make amends for that. And with that, we bring this part one of grief to an end. We're going to pick up where I left off, where we get into what grief is really about, what it was about for me the loss, losses, a lot of them, relationships, friendships, working situations. So many things were being lost at the time that I was under a wave. I was in a, a vat of grief, a whole vat, a whole pit of grief, and just walking through it. And we're going to talk about that and where that where that took me in the journey of grief uh, on this on this whole long journey, tedious journey of how we ended up where we ended up. So next part, part two, get into it with me. We're going to share, we're going to talk, we're going to chat it up and get some real talk done about what loss really does to you and where, where that falls in your overall grieving process. So thank you all for, for joining. Be sure when I reference, you know, Florida Evans and the damn, damn, damn moment, you got to check it out. You go on YouTube, Google it. If you haven't seen good times when James Evans died and Florida was walking around there and she had her moment, 
you got to watch it. So the next time we talk about it again, you'll be like, oh, I get it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for coming to do life with me. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. Remember, hit that subscribe button on YouTube and set those notifications. Click that little bell so that you can know when I'm going to drop another episode. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KD Bryant Writes. Get onto my podcast and my blog at my website, kdbryantwrites.com. I am enjoying the ride. I'm loving having you here with me. People be good family to each other. Let's talk about grief and let's get through it and share with each other. Drop something in the comments. Let me know what you think. Remember the tea of this episode is orange blossom and it smells so, so good. You've got to give it a try. And those of you who drop a comment, I may have a little special gift for you. So drop something in the comments. Let me know what you think about this episode and we'll see if we can get something out to you just for supporting and joining me on this journey. Love you all, babies. Be good to each other.